Praise the Lord. Silence ended by prayer and fasting. The silence was ended. Um, Jesus was in process of demonstrating signs, demonstrating signs and wonders to his uh, to believers and to all that were present. Silence ended by prayer and fasting. Amen. Mark chapter nine. In Mark chapter nine, we see another incredible, miraculous um, testimony of the workings of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. He makes the mute to speak. He ends the silence and it is all done through the power of prayer and fasting. In Mark chapter nine, um, we see a story of a boy that is tormented, tormented by demons that have him so afflicted that this boy cannot speak. Uh, and you see demonic manifestations happening throughout in this boy's life whenever the demons want to torment him, right? Uh, but demons tremble. They tremble at the obedience of one believer's life that is submitted to Christ. Amen. One believer's life. I'm going to read to you here in Mark chapter 9. And um, let, let me read to you here from start. This is verse 17. So a man spoke out of the crowd and he said, teacher, I have a son possessed by a demon. It makes him mute. So this son is mute, right? And he, the, the, the man knew, the father knew that his son was was possessed, that he had, he had a, his son was possessed by a demon spirit and this demon spirit made him mute. And he says, whenever it takes control of him, so it's not constant, it's not like a a hundred percent all the time, but whenever it takes control of him, it says, it throws him down, it knocks him down. He starts to foam at the mouth. He starts to gnash, you know, at his, with his teeth. You can see the demonic manifestation happening in this boy's life, right? Um, and just whenever it wants, whenever, whenever that spirit decides to come and just, you know, just cause havoc, you know, and just cause all this, you know, the demon has its way, and no one can help us. So this man, this father, is telling, you know, is is coming, you know, and to to Jesus, and he's saying, you know, if you can help us, you know. Um, Jesus says to the crowd, first he, he asks the disciples, you know, the disciples couldn't help him. So he goes and he tells Jesus, right? Um, and he says, Jesus says to him, why are you so, so faithless? I'm jumping down to verse 19 right now. Why are you such a faithless people? He says, how much longer must I be with you? He says, bring the boy to me. They bring him to him. And as soon as the demon saw him, you know, the boy gets thrown into con into these convulsions again. He starts to convulse, right? He falls to the ground. He's rolling around. He's foaming at the mouth. You know, he's really he's really uh, putting on a pretty good show. The demon is, right? He's doing this pretty good show. But you know what? Jesus turns to the father and he says, how long has your son been tormented like this? And he says, since he was a little boy, since childhood. It tries over and over to kill him. Demons never just torment just to torment. They torment to kill, right? It says he throws him into the fire, like, right? It throws him into the water, tries to drown him, tries to burn him by fire. It just torments him every single time that this demon starts to do this. He says, but if you're able to do something, have compassion and help us. And Jesus says, what do you mean? Now, this is translated, right? What do you mean if? If you are able to believe, he says, all things are possible for those who believe. And so when he hears this, the boy, the father, right, cries out and he says, Lord, I do believe, help my 
little faith or my unbelief, right? When Jesus saw the crowd starts to gather around, all this noise, all this commotion, the crowd is com coming around, right? He he quickly, he commands the demon and, and he commands it quickly and he says, deaf and mute spirit, I command you to come out of him and never enter him again. And the demon again shakes and tries to shake him and and and, and finally comes out right demon finally comes out the, the boy is laying there like a dead like a dead corpse but he's delivered right he's delivered as soon as the boy is you know he, he he gets him by the hand he raises him up and um and and the boy is delivered right but the disciples went over to jesus and said jesus we tried to do we tried to do the very same thing that you taught us to do but it did not it didn't work like what happened what's what's different right and Jesus, this is verse 29, still in Mark chapter 9, but verse 29 is Jesus said to him, this kind can come out by, by nothing, but by prayer and fasting. In this verse here, we see this kind, this kind, there are different kinds of demons, different hierarchies, different rankings. So there are some that are just more like minions, you know, the lower level demons. They're not that hard to cast out. Then there are others that are stronger. This kind comes out only by prayer and fasting. Living a lifestyle of prayer and fasting is critical. It is critical, right? Jesus was modeling this to the disciples. He says, you know, um, you need to have a mindset that you don't, when you go into battle, when you go in uh, and, and we live in this world and and in this world we are to be at attention because we are in the battle and so when god says i want you to pray and fast right not just pray but pray and fast it's because there is someone on the other side of that that's going to receive deliverance and he wants to use you to do so right so prayer and fasting is critical in preparing yourself and also uh to be able to cast out those demons right because this kind so they're not all that kind, but this kind, this kind. But I want to read to you something here. Uh, the uh, condition for healing, healing and or deliverance, right? Um, atmosphere is so important. So sometimes what is necessary, there, there's no like one, two, three, this is the formula. It always works every single time. So you need to understand the fullness of the gospel in order to understand deliverance and healing, right? The, this is one passage where it says, prayer and fasting. This kind comes out by prayer and fasting. But that's not, it's not a foolproof like, hey, I prayed and I fasted. How come this demon didn't come out, right? There are other things we need to consider. Like for instance, the um, the atmosphere, right? We know number one, prayer and praise releases an atmosphere, right? Where the the work of the Lord can can really fully come through. But I, I always say this to my congregation, there's oh there's a Judas at every table. So just because there's a Judas at every table doesn't mean that the work of God can't come to pass because there was a Judas at the Last Supper, but Jesus's work still came to pass. And Judas also tried to have his work come to pass, and we know the end of his life. We we know the results, right? So there's a Ju there may be a Judas at every table, but regardless of that, prayer and praise will bring in an atmosphere where heaven, you know, the power, the power of God to to usher. Uh, his power and deliver people from demonic spirits is present. So that's number one. But in an atmosphere, even if it's prayer and praise, there's always unbelief. In an atmosphere where unbelief sometimes makes it difficult, we should seek that we should understand something. Even Jesus at times, okay, that, you know, 
there were lots of miracles that could have been done but in mark 13 58 it says here that he could not do many miracles because of their unbelief i'm going to turn to mark mark um 13 and 58 because i it's important that you understand all of this okay here it is mark mark 13 58 he did not do many mighty works there because of their unbelief is jesus king of kings and lord of lords of course doesn't he have all power and isn't it that all things are possible through him and through through faith in him of course right but here we can see that sometimes there are demonic spirits so much unbelief that the person it him, him or herself will not receive what they could receive because of their unbelief it's not that jesus lacked anything jesus doesn't lack anything and reality is neither do you if you carry the spirit of the living god you don't lack anything if you walk in obedience to that spirit the spirit of the living god you don't lack anything if you're faithful to keep your heart from unbelief from fear from the world right you don't lack anything but sometimes the reason that maybe somebody doesn't get healed or delivered is because they themselves have some unfinished business. There's, un, there's unforgiveness, there's unbelief, there's something that's not yet addressed and it blocks them from receiving the power of God that you care. What the devil wants to do is make you feel like you're not enough. And that's why I wanna bring this message to you was Jesus not enough? Here in, in, in Matthew 13, 58, when he says he couldn't do many mighty miracles because of their unbelief? Of course not. Jesus is more than enough. He is exceedingly able to do, right? Ephesians 3.20, right? The power of God, because of the power of God in you, he is. He is abundantly above and beyond anything that we could ever ask, dream, or imagine, right? Jesus is. So the power of God is present with us. There is no lack in us. But there are principles, there are things we can look at. There are things we can look at as to maybe why somebody didn't get healed and delivered. And one of them is their own unbelief. Uh, one of them is maybe a, a need for more prayer and fasting in your life, right? One of Another one is the, uh, the, the tone, right? The atmosphere of prayer and worship and praise, right? So um, if there's sin in the camp, you know, not that God can't override that. Of course he can and he does many times. Sometimes that is the barrier to it, the individual receiving the healing and the deliverance, right? Amen. So important to know, important to understand this because, you know, Jesus silenced, he ended the silence. The silence was ended because of prayer and fasting. And Jesus wants to walk in and through you, he wants to use you to do the very same things. Don't let the devil lie to you. Don't let the devil deceive you and tell you, oh, you don't have that gift. No, all believers, these are signs that follow all believers. Don't let the devil lie to you. Don't let him tell you that you can't cast out demons because you're not gifted in this area. That's supposed to be reserved for somebody that has the, the deliverance gift. Are you kidding me right now? Because the Bible doesn't say there's a deliverance gift. It says we are to all cast out demons. Did somebody, do, do certain people have maybe more of an anointing in that area? Yes, possibly, but it's probably just because they use it more. So we are all called to cast out demons, right? We are all called to heal the sick. Does everyone have the same level of, of healing? 
No, because there is some such a thing as gifts of healing, right? So they may have the gift of healing, but we are actually all called to lay hands on the sick and see them deliver, right? So here I see if, if I were to get deliverance, we should I fast before to get those spirits up? Absolutely. You are to fast before. And the reason that you fast and pray, fast and pray before is so that you can prepare your heart and repent. The first step in getting deliverance is being real, being truthful, being submitted and surrendered to Christ and say, Father God, where have I sinned? Where is there sin on my hands? What have I done or my bloodline, my family, that has opened up doors to the demonic realm simply because we have entertained sin or we've been participating in sin? And it can be something as simple as consistent, consistently walking in fear and unbelief. Or it could be on another level as consistently doing things such as, you know, getting drunk, uh, smoking, uh, you know, abusing substances or um, uh, listening to music that just is like full of demonic words and you're just constantly listening to that type of junk and then then therefore your your spirit is, is so polluted, right? So you, you fast, and to answer your question, you fast and you pray so that you can, so that you can really submit yourself to Jesus and repent. So repent. Yeah, so you got some deliverance re recently, but you're not going to feel completely free. This, um, someone is, is speaking this on Instagram. Um, and so Blake, yes, because sometimes deliverance is in, uh, is a process and it is a process. Um, okay. You had an encounter with the Holy Spirit a couple of weeks ago where I was pinned down for two hours and, and you were, you were receiving. Okay. Well, praise God. So God is greater. Never forget that the power of God to deliver you is present won't get but but this at the same time there are there's things we need to do and submitting ourselves to christ and repenting of our sins is critical when you repent you also want to renounce i repent of my sins i renounce it just means i turn my my i'm turning from it i'm going a di different direction completely different direction right i don't want that old lifestyle so I repent and renounce and then cast out those demons you know honestly um you've already had some deliverance blake you said you've already had some now, you, you may want to go and get deliverance from somebody. That's fine if God directs you to do that. But never forget, if you're a born-again believer, uh, you have the Spirit of God, cast out those demons yourself. You'll be surprised at how much you can do in and through for yourself when you just remember it's the Spirit of God in you that you're partnering with. You're doing it in the flesh. We, don't do, we shouldn't do anything in the flesh. Not by, it's not by might. It's not by power. But it is by my Holy Spirit, saith the Lord, Zechariah 4, 6, right? So there is a lot of work that you can do for yourself if you just take your life seriously and say, you know what? I'm going to cast out these demons myself. And if God leads me to go to an individual, praise God, I will. The one that God has appointed for me to go to. Because um, there's just some mess in the whole deliverance ministry. You've got to be careful. I, I get people that say, oh, I went to so-and-so, I went to so-and-so. And they come back worse than they were before. So you got to be very careful. Oh, everybody and my brother nowadays nowadays talks about deliverance, but this is nothing new, and there's nothing new under the sun. And 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 um, no, God is not doing a new thing. By the way, for those of you that oh, God's doing a new thing, no, he, the same. You got us the same yesterday, today, forever, and it's written in the Word, and it's always been done. So it's not new, um, but and you don't want to be enamored by it. 
you don't want to be enamored by it, but it should be something that follows every believer. You should recognize the demon and cast it out. Recognize and cast it out. When you recognize the demon and you cast it out, if it doesn't go, that means there's a legal tie. There's sin somewhere in the camp, whether that sin is you as the one trying to get delivered or the one that's trying to deliver you. Somebody, somewhere, there's sin in the camp. Of course, it could also be generational, but you have the ability to stand in the gap for your generations and for your past, your parents, and you know, on and on, grandparents, and say, Lord, forgive them when they introduce us, you know, um, going to uh, using Ouija boards or going to fortune tellers. Forgive them. I repent on their behalf for opening us up to the new age, for opening us up to, you know, magic and to such and such things like this that are not of God. The Bible tells us, you know, even in Deuteronomy, even things like magic. And Christians seem to think, oh, it's not a big deal. It's just magic. No, the Bible is very, very, very uh, clear about it. Magic is sorcery. And we are not to have anything to do with magic. We're not to have anything to do with the wicked deeds of darkness. And people think, oh, you know, it's it's easy. It's little. It's not a big deal. It's it's just fun. Or I'm not really getting, I'm not going to really get that involved in it. Well, no, you open the door. When you open the door to the demonic realm, let me tell you, the demonic realm comes in and takes advantage. And then people wonder why they have so many hangups. They wonder why they have so many so much opposition. Well, you've opened up doors. So you need to repent of those doors. And you need to close those doors by repentance. You know, by by forgiveness, you know, repentance, and then and then um, renouncing, renounce those demons. I come out of agreement, Father, forgive me. I don't want to walk in that way anymore. I come out of agreement with those demons. I renounce them, and now, Father, not only do I renounce them, but I also command them to go. This is where you command them to go now. You tell those demons, in the name of Jesus, I command you to get out of my life, and say it like you mean it. Like realize, like you know what, you have authority in the name of Jesus. Command those demons to go and they must flee. James 4, 7 says, submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee. Got it? Amen? Yes, Brenda, there's so much more that we, um, you know. Yeah, there's so much more. I'm going to look at some of these comments right here because I was looking at uh, Instagram's comments. So let me just look at here some of these. Praise the Lord. Praise you. Praise you, Lord Jesus. So true. Yes. Don't let the enemy discourage you from ever using your gifts. Yes, that's right. That's right. That's right. Um, <clears throat> Connie says, Father, help me when people just don't receive. Keep me. Keep please help me keep my shield of faith up because I believe. That's right. That's right. Uh huh. Because we are called by God in 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 Mark sixteen. And 17. Mark 16 and 17. These are the signs that will follow those who believe. Saints of God, start with where you are at. You recognize something, it starts small. It starts small. I'll give you a quick little example. We were driving somewhere yesterday, and um, we weren't speeding or anything. We were going the limit. My husband was driving. So and he doesn't speed and um, nothing was just in just on the freeway in the lane and um, immediately this car got behind us he was tailgating he was tailgating there was no if ands or buts there was no question he was tailgating 
giving us? So our first thought was, well, gee, is there something like, do we leave something on the roof of the car? Is there something like, are our lights on? Or is something like mechanically going on? Like you go there, right? Okay. Because you don't just assume for no reason somebody's going to tailgate you. Okay. So no, there was, there was none of that, right? But we we're definitely being tailgated. And so, you know, my husband says, you know what? Why is this guy tailgating me? I'm moving over to the next lane. So he moves over to the next lane and the guy immediately moves over. He was making a point. Yes, I'm tailgating you, right? So my husband now is getting upset. And so he's like, wow, you know, I can't believe he's doing this. I'm moving again. I'm like, uh, probably shouldn't do that. Probably just stay right where you are. No, he moves over to the next lane. The guy moves over again, right? And um, and then a third time, he moves over. my husband moves over a third time, a third lane. This tailgater moves over and tailgates and moves over to the, the third time. So he follows us all three times, right? And so right at that point, right now, my husband's like going, wow, I can't believe this. What is he doing? He's getting upset. And I'm, and I'm my spirit. I know, okay, this is warfare. This is warfare. We were going to help go help somebody that was a life or death thing. We, this is warfare. He's upset. He's mad, right? He's trying to stop this from happening. He's sending this, this tailgate, right? And so um, I knew at that point, you know, the spirit of the Lord showed me immediately. This guy was going to over to the side and he had a weapon so in my, in my spirit i sensed it right and i thought oh no you don't devil oh no you don't devil right and so i started taking authority i commanded that vehicle to to get out to leave right to move away and i rebuked every assignment every assignment of evil of anger of murder of strife of violence i commanded all these things to leave right i was commanding all of these things to leave I know my authority. I know that when I say something like that, the devil must obey. There's no question in my mind, oh, I wonder if he's going to obey. No, there's no question at all. I know my walk, and I know that my authority, and I know he must obey me. But guess what? This car was not moving. It was not budging. It did not want to move. It was just tailgating us. And it was obvious, right? I was moving over lanes. It was obvious that it was up to no good. Immediately, because I thought, okay, why is this devil not obeying, right? immediately the lord told me you know because my husband was getting really upset well guess what you can get upset and sometimes it's a righteous anger but you can get upset in the flesh if you're getting upset and you're in the flesh then that's not going to bring in the righteousness of god immediately i said your anger is in the flesh and you need to repent he immediately repents no sooner that he opens his mouth to repent because he was getting angry in the flesh no sooner did he did he start to repent that car literally slowed down, went over three lanes, like the opposite direction from us. And we just, he just vanished. We didn't speed up. Nothing changed our, on our end, except for what? This example of what I'm telling you right now. You have authority to take, to take authority and to tell those demons to go. But if there is a block, if there's a hindrance, if, if they're not listening to you, then there's sin somewhere. Whether it be in your life or somebody else's life, right? There's sin somewhere in the camp. And what you need to do is recognize, oh, there's sin somewhere and repent. Look at the mercy of God. Look at the, the immediate, immediately he comes to your aid, right? But sin needs to be dealt with. And uh, and then deliverance comes. So that's a perfect example because it just, just happened just, just yesterday. Um, so, you know, you take that, that example and you just um, carry it out. Like you just bring it in every area of your life because this these are important you know things that um that we need to we under we need to understand the realities you know of the of the devil and not let the opposition 
um, you know, had this way, right? Yeah, do not give in to the opposition. Kelly says she loves that word from a few uh, months ago from a different live. I said, don't give in to the opposition. Yeah, not only do not give in to the opposition, but recognize, you know, um, if there's that type of opposition, you know, sometimes it's because there's sin in the camp, you know, um, and not always. Sometimes it's something else. That's what I'm saying. Like deliverance, um, it, it's something that you learn. It's something that you, as you walk it out, right? There are many different um, things that, that come to play. Remember, I've told you many times, the Bible tells us that the devil's crafty, right? He's So we just need to keep at it and keep learning and keep growing and, and always remember that greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. So Jesus silenced, um, well, he silenced the enemy, right? And he ended the silence of the mute boy and he silenced the enemy, actually cast the enemy out, right? And you have the same power to do the very same thing because, because he that is in you is greater, right? Amen. Glory to God. Father, I thank you for each and every one that is online today. And I thank you for this powerful message from your word. The word is powerful. So Lord, I bless you. I bless you. I thank you, Father, for what you have done. I thank you, Lord God, for your, just the way that you set it all up to bring teachings and then to bring like perfect live example that just was happened fresh hot off the press. Lord, we thank you that, Lord, it's because you love us. Because we have the power. We have the power of Christ in us. So, Lord, may today be a day that we really exercise our authority. May today be the day that not only do we exercise our authority, to make us keenly aware of the power of prayer and fasting and aware when there are demonic activities happening that we have the authority to take and do something about and do something Glory to God. Hallelujah. Deborah says, thank you, Apostle Kathy, so much for all that you've taught us. I've cleaned my home. I'm seeing change in my home now. God is working in me and all of my loved ones. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Sarah says, thank you so much. Apostle, for this teaching, so much intimidation the enemy is releasing and trying to trap us um, and bringing hindrances to delays, but you're learning. Glory to God, you're learning. Yes, uh, Jesus, the word is a double-edged sword. Praise, praise, praise God. Um, today, let's see anything. Anybody else? Yes, Karen says, yes, Abba, forgive me for not letting go of my first ex-husband search my heart amen amen it always starts their church most important thing so we start there praise god keep studying the word of god so we know how to pray that's right thank you father all right praise the lord what a blessing yes every time you oh every time you log in cynthia we love when you get to come in and be a part of this of this um uh, you know time of prayer bible study and deliverance so yes god bless you too god bless you all right i'm gonna let you all go have an awesome day i'll see you tomorrow same place same time 7 and pacific standard time um an awesome day remember by prayer some only lead by prayer amen god bless you